Hello and welcome to Saladcast, episode 12 of the season. Um, it's myself and Andy. How are you doing, Andy? Hi, good evening, Ollie. So, um, yeah, Andy's on the podcast um, for me um, this week. Um, a lot of people would have seen um, Glyn shared a message on Twitter, uh, a statement about um, about cancer. Um, so, yeah, Glyn told me um, last week, I think it was, um, like the awful news, um, and it hit me like with an absolute ton of bricks. Um, just started crying immediately. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's me, me, me and you, Andy, we both got a little bit of connection in terms of how we came to get to know Glyn. And we kind of both get to know him through playing for the away supporters, didn't we? And he told you the, the sad news, didn't he? Um, I think last yeah. week or the weekend. Yeah, he messaged me during the week, Ollie. Um, yeah, yeah devast- devastating news, really upset. Um, and all my thoughts and prayers go out to his, him and his family. Yeah. A difficult time, um, and I'm sure all his friends and, and family are, are sort of rooting for him. Um, but yeah, we met um, for the away supporters, didn't he? So it was yeah. a game at Burton. I think we both started playing at the same time, and I'd messaged Glyn via email, and I think you'd done the same, um, looking to sort of play for the away supporters. Um, I told him I was a centre half, um, and we got there, he'd play me centre forward. So <laughs> <laughs> that began a, been a long term relationship that hasn't really changed much, really, has it? So. No. Um, yeah, it worked out well though. Um, I know that um, yeah, we had some great times, didn't we, playing for the away supporters yeah. team? Yeah, it was good. We were trying to figure out how long ago it was, wasn't it, before we started. Um, I, the reason I know it's like 10, 11 years ago is because I've been with my, my wife for that long and she tells me that's how long we've been together. That's the only way I can figure <laughs> it out. But yeah, and it's really funny, like, um, I think we mentioned it maybe once or twice on the podcast, like, when we kind of so obviously got to know Glenn playing f- with, the, with the away supporters, um, and then I just messaged him one day saying, hey, Glyn, do you fancy doing the podcast? And I thought of Glyn because, you know, obviously he did the fan scene and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, since then, uh, me and Glyn have had a, a built an amazing friendship. His account was one of my best mates. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 yeah, really, really sad. Um, like me and Glyn chat like almost every day. I can't imagine the, the thousands of messages we sent to each other where Glyn's telling me off about quality of the audio and trying to perfect the podcast and agendas and all this kind of stuff. So hope Glyn's okay. Um, I know his family are really close, um, a really close family. I'm sure they're supporting him. So yeah, we love you, Glyn. Hope, Glyn hopes to be on the podcast um, really soon. Um, so yeah, um, hope he's okay. And yeah, lots of love to Glyn. So um, yeah, we'll we'll cover in this podcast. So obviously the podcast last week was cancelled, and we're going to quickly cover the MK Dons game because we've never missed a league game, and then and we'll go into the the Fleetwood game. So we'll spend most of the time on the Fleetwood game, but I think it's right to cover the MK Dons game a little bit as well. So we'll jump straight into it. <laughs> So 8th of um, October, a home game, um, Shrewsbury Town um, were victorious, 1-2-1 against MK Dons, another good win. Um, a couple of changes to the starting lineup. Um, so Morosi was injured unfortunately, so Burgoyne started in goal. Um, Pennington, Dunkley and Moore in defence. Um, Bennett, um, Winchester, Bayliss and Leahy in midfield. Chipley playing for the first time at left wing back starting the league. Um, and then Sadie and Pike up front. So a couple of changes there, Andy. Big one obviously being Burgoyne and um, playing in goal, but um, I thought he did all right. And But it's a shame, and, you know, Maurice is such a good goalkeeper for us. Yeah, I thought he'd done well. It's a difficult role, isn't it, number two yeah. goalkeeper? One of the more difficult roles in the, in the sport. Um, you know, week after week, you're trading hard, um, just waiting for that opportunity. So, um, you know, whilst it's disappointing for Morosi, it was good to see Burgoyne finally get his opportunity. Yeah, and a big one as well for me in this game as well is that it's good to see Bennett back to full speed. I also quite like Winchester in central midfield as well. Um, we're going to fly through this game really fast. Um, so the first goal was 24 minutes. Um, Bayliss scored. Um, basically, the ball, a bit of a scramble, comes to Bennett. Bennett, um, with um, kind of just showing his quality, sees Bayliss in space, um, passes to Bayliss, and Bayliss runs forward and smashes the ball in the back of the net. I have to say, um, Andy, um, the pass from Bennett was um, was fantastic and good. Good, obviously, just shows his quality. Just composure, yeah, composure in tight areas. He's very good, isn't he? He's got a calm head, very experienced, lovely weighted pass, and it was a cool finish by Bayliss, who again is um, is really showing his quality now, isn't he? Yeah, he certainly is. Certainly is. Um, and then we scored a second, um, just before half time. Really nice score, time score, second goal. So Pike and um, crossed the ball into the box. Bit of a scramble. 
And the ball comes loose, comes to Sadie, who's calm as well, calm head, sets up Shipley, fires the ball into the back of the net. Um, really, really good time to, um, to score. Nice goal uh, for Shipley to score as well. So that was good. Um, good, good play from Sadie there. He's, he's got good awareness to find Shipley there, I thought, Andy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought the MO from sort of his home parent club was that he said, technically had a bit to do, um, and that was why he was out on loan. But he's um, he's done well for us, hasn't he? He's a grafter. He works hard. Um, but I, th- I also think he's had a bit of guile about him as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of strength, and and it just shows you, doesn't it? Like that a player, young players. He went to Burn, played eighteen games, no goals. You know, you see that. You look at his Wikipedia page, and you're like, oh, who are we signing here? But he doesn't look like that player at all. He's 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 composed. Um, he's really improved. Um, he did well, I thought. I'm in the first think- half against Fleetwood as well. Um, yeah, and yeah, it just yeah shows young you players. That- I think sorry, Ollie. I say young players are always a work in progress, aren't they? Yeah. I think um, you know. I think we've seen that over a period of time, haven't we? I think there's a young lad called Ivan Tony that's doing his thing for Brentford yeah. now, isn't there? Mm-hmm. You know, and we saw we saw a stage of his development at Truth, didn't we? It yeah. might not it might not have been a positive one, but it was certainly a stage. Yeah, no, it's definitely. And another link to, as well to Shrewsbury. And um, look at Paul Simpson, what he's doing. I um, mean, at Carlisle now. Um, you know, he obviously didn't. He did okay at Shrewsbury. He obviously didn't get promoted with a team that you'd have thought he would do. Went to, went to manage England and some coaching, and now he's doing really well at Carlisle. And it just shows you never write anyone off. Well, look at Sam Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just funny, isn't it? Right player. Right, obviously, Hilarious. you know this better than me. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, to, for, to perform. Interesting question. To perform, you need a lot of things to be right, don't you? You're not just not just about training over. It's your whole life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's lots of components going into that working part, isn't there? That's the thing that you always have to remember, isn't it? So it's getting the right situation sometimes is equally as important as having the ability, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so Shrewsbury Town going at our time, 2-0 up. Happy days. Um, second half, MK Don's come at us, um, as you'd expect. Um, Jules scores from a header from a corner. Um, there was some arguments from Shrewsbury Town point of view that it was a foul. Um, but I think it's fair to say, I thought MK Don's was a chance they were going to kind of have a bit of a comeback um, but then there was a red card um, for, for Devoy um, and yeah for me it was a, a definitely a red card would you agree Andy? Oh absolutely yeah in today's football that's a red card all day isn't it? Yeah. And I think on the on the face of it the MK Dons version of this year is a lot poorer than what it has been in previous years. Yeah um, they, they look a, a shadow of their former selves obviously they lost some talented players in the summer but it just shows you how important confidence is. They looked devoid of confidence. They, I didn't really know what they were doing. They didn't obviously Benke Dons are known at the moment as a, a passing possession based football, but football inside. But they just looked like an average League One side. It was um, a very, it's yeah, a surprise how poorly they're performing this season. Yeah, I think Plymouth turned them over at the weekend, and they quite yeah. significantly. And I think you're right. I think to play the sort of football that they try to play, you need confidence um, and a shed load of ability. And I don't think they've quite got it this year. No, they, they may struggle. They may struggle. Yeah, it's legal. Legal one is tough, and you don't get that confidence. You don't get those goals, and before you know it, yeah. So they're currently um, on, on on Sunday the sixteenth. They're twenty second in the division. Um, they've only they've only won one of the last six, um, and they've got ten points from thirteen games, which obviously is relegation form. Less than a point a game is pretty much relegation form. But you look at just going off a bit of a tangent. Look at the bottom of the table. So we kind of expected more come Burton Albion. Forest Green to struggle but then you've got Oxford down there as well and just League One is just relentless isn't it it's a it's a it's a crazy division yeah I think he needed that win at Oxford yesterday I think he's um, operating on borrowed time I think with their budget and their owners I think they'll want a lot more for their book won't they yeah so I think they're gonna have to sort of put a run of results together otherwise they'll be on the exit door I think yeah be interesting what happens at Oxford as well um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, Oxford, sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant um, MK Dons as well. Both managers be under pressure. Well, both. Yeah, I think yeah. both. But I think Oxford's probably under more pressure given the size of their budget and yeah. the the owners' aspirations. I think he'd be on the hot seat. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. And then, um, yeah, um, interesting. So obviously they're down to ten men. Um, Shrewsbury Town then kind of quite professionally kind of see the game out. Probably the best chance came after that was a ball over the top. I think it was from Leahy or maybe Shipley over the ball over the top. Really nice chest from Street who chests it down but fires over. Um, and in this game as well, it's worth noting that Street came on in the first half of Pennington, who got injured. So interesting decision for the manager to bring on Street, play and play him up front um, and play Pike on that wing back and kind of jiggle or hokey everyone around. But I just want to have a bit of a tan- go off on a bit of a tangent. And what do you make of, obviously, you know, we obviously start the season with a Doe, Pike and Bowman as, as strikers. 
Then we go, and we've obviously got Bloxham as well, and Caton. And then we go and lie in two strikers um, in Street and Sadie. And it says a lot, doesn't it, that Bowman is, is below those players at the moment, the pecking order. I just wonder what your thought was on, on Bowman and, and the strikers at the moment. I think it's just a realisation of what we've got, isn't it? I think he's done really well to fit the, the, the pieces into place. I think he's getting the most, the most out of all three, if I'm honest. I think that Bowman's been more effective coming off the bench, in my opinion. I think as the back lines get tired, he's an experienced forward who can hold it up. But I, I don't think he's a difference maker at this level. Um, and I also think that Sadie's got that X factor. He's got a bit of power, and brute strength, uh, unpredictability, um, and Street's probably more technically gifted. I think he's got. He's quite sort of. He does everything the right way. Um, he's been well coached. Um, his positional play is really good, and he brings other people into play. So I think that the manager deserves a lot. Of, deserves a lot of credit. I think because he's got the most out of all three. Um, yeah. He's doing. He's doing sort of um, more with less, if you like. But obviously, with Udo being out, so. Yeah. I think credit goes to the manager there. Um, and I think that um, what goes unnoticed, I think Will Brahim is behind the scenes. He's a great coach, isn't he? Um, particularly in that striking position. I think yeah. it's great for the two young lads to get that experience from him and they're clearly feeding off that, I think. Yeah, and it's, we've talked previously about how we're concerned about kind of bringing in lone players. We've obviously had Bondwell and some other players that come in alone haven't played. I think it's good to see that we've got players doing well coming on loan. Hopefully that'll also mean that we can maybe get one or two lone players in January as well. So it's good to see. Um, but it does raise a question about what's going to happen with, with um, Bloxham um, and Caton as well. Um, yeah, it's not going to help their development, is it, us bringing in two strikers? It's, it's a bit of a mystery, that one, isn't it? I think Caton we expected to be a bit part player. I thought he would get the odd opportunity in the um, in the cup games midweek and uh, so forth. But Bloxham, he played a bigger part last year, didn't he? Certainly yeah. so far into the season. So that, for me, is a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see how that unfolds over the course of the season. If he's not going to use them, I think you're right. And then a low move may be uh, something to look at coming yeah. out of January. Yeah, a low move to National League or League 2 would be good for Boxham, I think. So, yeah, let's tie this game up. Um, so, yeah, opposition, MK Dons are pretty awful. Um, top threes, um, I went for Shipley, Bayliss and Bennett. Um, and Glynn went for, for, for Bayliss, Shipley and Pike. So there's a the top three there. A couple of comments from the manager. He thought it was a well-deserved victory. It's always difficult when you go down to 10 men and they change their formation a couple of times. But I think we've helped ourselves if we played a bit smarter when they went to 10 men. But before we know it, you know, we put the game to bed. So we know that we you know, we could, we were 2 nil at half-time, but I definitely think there was more than two cold difference in the first half. I agree with that as well. But I think it was a good win today. So, yeah, um, obviously happy days from the manager. And, yeah, he's obviously, when we win games, Steve Gottschall's obviously a lot happier man on the on the touchline after the game. He's been a lot happier man all year, to be yeah. honest, hasn't he? I think he has mellowed a little bit. So I yeah. think there's a, a reasons to be cheerful for him. <laughs> yeah, obviously we're doing well, especially away from home, we're doing much better. But, yeah, I don't know whether he's just done it himself or what, but there's a marked change in his demeanour. Even after defeats, um, he's a lot less... Um, yeah, he's a lot happier, let's put it that way. He's a lot more friendly to the media, I think. Yeah, he is, yeah. I think he's got a great squad, though. He's got an experienced squad. Yeah. Um, you know, of why it's a smaller squad, isn't it? But I yeah. think he's really happy with the uh, with the personnel that he's got. So I think he's a lot happy with himself. Yeah. I also think health-wise as well, he looks a lot healthier. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's lost yeah, some he looks weight. a lot more himself. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. He's lost some weight. He looks like he's... Uh, you always hear about him in the gym and stuff. He's... And he keeps yeah. him fit. Um, so yeah. looking, he looks fit, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah that's he my does. point, really. He looks yeah. really fit, yeah. yeah. So fair play to him. So, no, it's good, good to see that he's really well. And it's good to see that he's a, a bit happier as well. And it just makes it more, a bit more fun when you kind of watch a post-match and it's, um, you kind of get more insight from the manager when he's in that happier mood. So that's good to see. Yeah, he's got good relationships with the media at the moment. So that's good news. So, yeah, let's move on to the Fleetwood game. Saturday, 13th of October, um, Shrewsbury Town 1 0 away win. Uh, Bayliss scoring after 30 minutes. Um, and funny enough, actually, it's interesting looking back. Fleetwood always been a bit of a bogey team, especially away from home. But obviously, last season we, we went there and we won 3 0. And we drew with them at our place, one all. Obviously, when Joey Barton was their manager, we used to do terribly against them, Fleetwood. Um, in, <laughs> in September 2019, we lost 3 um, 0 away, uh, sorry, at home to Fleetwood. I remember that game. Um, absolutely tore us a, a new one down the left-hand side. 
And then, yeah, a couple of defeats um, we've had to them. And then, obviously, they turned the results around recently with Cottrell. And, um, yeah, it's, it's nice, to, nice to get a result. And, yes, yeah, especially Fleetwood away has come to a bit of more of a happier, happy hunting ground for us, Andy. Yeah, I particularly enjoyed the game last year. 3-0 was one of the better games, certainly away games that I've seen in recent years. Um, and yesterday's game was a similar story. We could have been two or three up, really, couldn't we, first half, maybe four, yeah. and put the game to bed completely. But... Um, yeah, I thought we looked a lot more creative in places yesterday. Um, I think we looked really organised and yep. we restricted them to sort of, well, fairly few chances, to be honest, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a question I was going to ask, wanted to talk to you actually about, is our development of our play. Let's do it now. Um, so last season, the manager said we were going to play a bit better football. We started the season really badly and we kind of had a, we played the channels, we were direct. Um, this season, we started picking up results but I don't think we've really been great in terms of our open play um, I thought Forest Green Rovers away was a bit, bit different um, but we scored some really good goals in open play and I thought the goals, the goal we scored on Saturday was good and there's definitely been some progress in, in open play, would you agree with that Andy? Yeah I think it predominantly revolves around Bayliss and Shippy, doesn't it? I think those two guys are the ones that really offer that ounce of quality going yeah. forward I think the more we can get those guys in position in the final third the, the better we'll see I mean the goal was a great goal yesterday from Bayless but the goal that nearly was it the angle from Shipley would have been an even better one wouldn't it a superb yeah. move simple one and two touch great movement great interplay in it. it was almost a great finish so I think the more we can get those two guys on the ball in the final third um, the better we'll look I still don't think we're a I wouldn't class as a free-flowing um, no. attacking team we are still a counter-attacking team that rely on good shape and um, a good system but I think it's effective um, yeah. and, and it bodes well for the future Yeah it does We're obviously on the left-hand side Shipley playing left wing back Bailey's in the middle but I think I'm hoping as well to see more from Bennett and Winchester as well as, as those guys develop a relationship especially get Pennington back in the right-hand side hopefully then we'll have a bit of balance on both sides last year we were quite right-centric um, with Bennett but hopefully with a bit of balance for this team um, hopefully we can have obviously Lee Shipley Flanagan on the left and a bit of a, a bit of a trident with um, Winchester um, Pennington and Bennett on the on the right hopefully can give us some balance and be a bit better in midfield um, I do like um, Winchester the, the axis of, of Winchester Bayless and Leahy in midfield and um, for me it feels like a bit of a more of a natural um, midfield partnership rather than more playing in midfield yeah, I do as well. I think it'll be interesting when Pennington is fit to return, isn't it? And then who's the odd man out in that uh, in that three? Yeah, it will. But I, presume, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say more. Um, but if Fairmore played well on Saturday, we'll go over that. But um, yeah, he had did some good defensive actions, um, which was obviously pleasing for him. Talking of the team, um, so Maurice, came back in goal for this game, which was good to see. Um, I don't think um, Harry Bergoyne did anything wrong. It was also, I think it was quite noticeable how good Harry Bergoyne's distribution is. Um, so I think that's a, something obviously in his armoury. Um, so yeah, certainly don't um, don't worry if Maurice goes injured. Um, Harry Bergoyne's a, a very good backup, I think, for this level. So Murray's in goal, Pennington's injured, um, Moore came in for him, and then Flanagan came back, um, Dunkley in central midfield, um, Bennett and Shipley were the two wing backs. And then we, yeah, interesting to get you, I'll get you to explain how the midfield three work. It's interesting. We've got Win Winchester, Bayliss, and Leahy, and then Sadie and Pike up front. Who would have thought, um, <laughs> Andy, that Pike could be starting all these games? He's got an engine, hasn't he? he? He works tirelessly. He creates problems. Um, I still think that he's, there's, there's an ounce of quality there to be had with him, isn't there? That we could just, I think the chance first half, wasn't it? He was clean through, wasn't he? You'd like to see that one put away at uh, the top of League One. But he, he's, he's worked so hard, hasn't he, to get himself back into the side and, and back in favour at the club, uh, which, he, which is uh, admirable, really. Yeah, no, he's done really well. Um, that, I'm really pleased I went to that Forest Green away game. Um, it was amazing to see him score that goal. Um, and in, just interesting, kind of how, how would you describe the midfield three? If you had to kind of like pin it down, how would you describe how those three play? Um, well, firstly, I think he class them as workmanlike. That's the first thing to say, isn't it? They do all the... Winchester and Lee do all the dirty work and that allows sort of Bayliss to go forward, doesn't it? I think that's the, that's the key for that one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's interesting. So you've got kind of like... Almost Bayless, I'm sorry, Bayless plays that almost like that Sean Worley role, doesn't he, sometimes, where when we're defending, he's on the right, and Winchester's in the middle, he's on the left, but when he's attacker, then he's kind of a 10, and it's he's a, he's a free player, isn't he? We, we make lots of subtle changes with those in midfield. Leahy and Winchester normally sit, and Bayless 
can play sometimes as a ten, doesn't he? But then sometimes he plays as a, as a as a what's that, as a flat flat three in midfield, um, which gives. I'd us... be interested to know what his brief is because he just finds yeah. pockets of space, doesn't he? he does. So it's it's almost like a free roll because you know that you know Leahy and Winchester are both going to sit, so he just sort of floats, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think he finds those pockets of space in between the lines. And it's really effective, really effective. Yeah, no, he's, he's doing really well. And they all seem to have their job. And yeah, it was interesting. The manager a couple of weeks ago was um, kind of lamenting Bayliss's quality. And he was talking, he had to keep reminding him about his work ethic. But no no qualms about Bayliss's work ethic. I think he works really hard and another perform, good performance on Saturday. Yeah, there was one occasion on Saturday in particular where he sort of tracked back 30 or 40 yards and got a foot in and I thought, yeah, I'm not sure we'd have got that at the start of the season. I think his fitness levels have definitely gone up a notch. Yeah, I think that's worth noting, isn't it? When you're, when you're a player like Bayliss and Shipley haven't played a lot of games last season, um, it's yeah. going to take a bit of time to get up, especially as you know we knew how hard pre-season was for the Shrewsbury Town players. Then they would have had that pre that kind of like that pre-season, pre-pre-season prep. Like, you know, people like... And Flanagan and um, Flanagan and Pennington and Leahy and stuff would have come back super super fit, and then Bayliss and that had to catch up. But yeah, they all look at similar fitness levels at the moment, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I think if you look at the Bayliss we saw at um, Morecambe, wasn't it the first game of the yeah. season versus the, the Bayliss we saw at Fleetwood yesterday, he's, he's light years ahead in terms yeah. of fitness. Yeah, no, it's definitely. And the small squad's working really well, isn't it? Um, Shipley, I thought, sat sat really well at that left wing back role. Um, and there's a lot of flexibility, and is and I I quite like the fact that we can change formation in games as well. I think it's quite a good option, isn't it? We can go to four at the back quite easily, um, especially when Pennington's playing. Yeah. They're intelligent players, aren't they? They're an intelligent yeah. bunch. They're very cohesive. Um, I think they're they're able to sort of move on the fly and, and adapt and change things when needed. And I think that makes the manager's job a lot easier. Yeah, because they're an intelligent, experienced bunch, aren't they? So. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, we had a bit of a break in play and we were talking and the manager was saying that the players were talking talking about solutions for themselves, which obviously yeah. shows that there's a good um, a good culture in the club, that the players are able to talk and not, not just waiting for the manager. Obviously you see Cottrell on the sideline barking orders and, and dictating. Um, but to hear that the players come up with ideas and suggestions and stuff as well shows that there's a good culture in the in the in the squad. I think it goes right throughout the club. You know, obviously with Finn at training and stuff, they always talk to him about problem solving and figuring out for themselves. It's something clearly there's something they encourage throughout the club. So um, yeah, interesting concept and one that's um, paying dividends. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, it's getting to some of the action. Um, I thought Shrewsbury started better of the two sides. Um, we we were dominating play, um, but we didn't really create too much. I'd say in the first kind of little period, um, and then I thought Fleetwood came into the game a little bit as well. Um, probably the first chance came to Fleetwood, um, had, a, had a bit of a, a shot from distance, but an easy save for Morosi that went for a corner. Um, I thought it was interesting, Fleetwood, were, you know, it was a very, very windy day. Um, Fleetwood were dominating possession by playing the ball on, on the deck. But as you mentioned earlier, Ed, already on this podcast, we're very resolute defensively and we didn't really give them any space, did we? That would basically force them to take shots from, from distance. Yeah, they looked ineffective completely, didn't they? Yeah. I thought they looked really passive. I think everything was in front of us. They didn't get behind us. We didn't look under significant pressure at all, I didn't think. No. No, no, definitely. They, they had in, ter- in terms of the, during the whole game, um, they only had 5% of their shots. And they had 22 shots in this game, but only five in the six-yard box. 45% of them were outside the box. And we, we kept, kind of kept them at arm's length. Um, and then um, we're like 30 minutes in. Um, and yeah, goal kick um, for... Um, for Fleetwood, um, one by Dunkley. He wins the header. Um, the ball goes to Bayliss, and Bayliss passes the ball back to Shipley. Um, Shipley plays it up to Sadie in the channels, a, a classic Steve Cottrell um, pass. He kind of does a man, half does a man, wins a 50 50. Um, the ball comes free to him. He passes the ball to Bennett. Bennett gets the ball, brings the ball down to control, passes to Leahy. Lee then passes it to Pike. Um, Pike then has the good awareness, sees Bayliss. Um, sets him up and he absolutely slots it home into the top right hand corner um, and for me yeah absolutely amazing goal really good just how many players I mentioned there is it like what was it five players six players I mentioned um, third goal of the season for Bayliss but a really really good um, um, team goal I thought Andy yeah it was you'd be disappointed if you were Fleetwood I think the 50-50 on the halfway line with um, should have been theirs to win that um, and whilst we've done well to win the ball some great composure from Bennett on the right-hand side, nice ball inside, and what a lovely finish. Quick feet, difficult technique, wasn't it? But right in the top corner, um, excellent finish, excellent team goal. 
Yeah, it was good. That's one thing that we've been getting a bit worried about. I was getting a little bit worried. We scored a lot of goals from set pieces. Um, and it's great to score a goal from set pieces, but if that's your kind of number one way of scoring goals, it's a, it's not great. Um, but as the season progressed, um, yeah, we've, we've some really good link-up play. And we saw it in the MK Dons game as well, some good link-up play. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really good team goal. Um, and for me, then, Shrewsbury dominated the rest of the half. Um, we had um, we had some good attacking plays. There was a, a salop attack where Lee got the ball to Pike and forced the goal away from the keeper. But I think it's fair to say um, you would expect Pike really to score from that that area. It was inside the box in the centre, and he really should have scored that one. I'd say. Yeah, lovely ball from Leahy. Great yeah. weighted pass, um, and Pike just seemed to lose his footing. I think towards the end, didn't he? But yeah, you'd, you'd want him to score that, wouldn't you? Um, I think there was a good opportunity for Leahy not long afterwards, wasn't there? As yeah, well, when the ball was. broke to him um, on his favourite foot, uh, I fully expected the net to bulge at that point, but it went over the bar. As quite a few town shots did in the yeah. first half, actually, quite a few sort of zipped into the uh, the home end, didn't they? But yeah, yeah, it should have been more than one to the good. Yeah, there was that that that, that shot you're talking about there from Leahy. Was a really super touch from Shipley that kind of the face of the defender didn't expect him to control the ball that well, got in and goal and crossed it. But yeah, good defending came to Lee. He fired over, um, and there was a couple of efforts. She would she would have a shot from range, and then was saved. And there was an awful dive in the box. Um, but yeah, classic kind of Shrewsbury Town performance really in the first half. I thought we let the opposition dominate possession. They had sixty-two percent, but we had eight shots to their six. Um, yeah, quite a few shots off target, as you said, Andy. Um, very windy conditions, um, but yeah, we we should have been at least. You could easily, I'd say, you could have easily been three 0 up at half time. Yeah, I think two or three up to the good would have been a fair reflection on the opportunity of the game, wasn't it? Whilst they did have a bit more possession, I thought we were the, in terms of the quality possession, threatening moves, we were far by far the superior side. We were much the much the better side first half. Um, second half was a different story, to be fair. Um, we're always honest on this podcast, I think, um, and it's fair to say that they dominate the second half. They, their possession went up to 70% possession. Um, we, they had 16 shots on target to our two. However, let's just talk about our best chance of really good link-up play. Um, Bowman then sets up Shipley. Maybe that's something they've been working on. It's quite a similar setup, wasn't it, almost? Yeah. Uh, way, um, way Pike set up Bayless for the shot. Really good play from Bowman. Sets up Shipley, who fires the ball and hit the crossbar. Um, a bit like a nurse effort, what we've seen in, 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 <laughs> seen in the last few years. But um, yeah, a bit like nurse's luck, it hit the crossbar. Superb move, it, lovely fluency about it, lovely pace and move, great great technique, great touches off and um, yeah, in fairness, Shipley's, once he's cut inside he should score, yeah. but he was unlucky to hit this, I didn't think he needed to hit it with such much power, No, I think he could have, he could have caressed it into the, the bottom corner and he's normally very good in front of goal isn't he, he's yeah. got a nose for the goal, um, but yeah, he was unlucky. Yeah, he was unlucky not to score. Um, but a couple of, and worth talking about defensive performance, I think Dunkley had a superb second half. Um, I thought Moore did really well. There was an attack from Morton, who played for Fleetwood. He, he basically goes around the goalkeeper, has a shot, but Moore's really clever, um, and he runs across the box um, and kind of blocks blocks him. Um, and that's a really good good save um, from Moore. There was not some not so great play for Moore earlier on, um, where um, Morton goes does more, runs across the box and shoots wide. Um, I thought that was a. I can't believe he didn't score that one, Andy. That was a, a great yeah. opportunity for him. Both, I think, more needs to do better. I know he got the goal line clearance, but if you look at the sort of build up to that opportunity, yeah. it's his runner. He just he could have cut that off at source, really. Um, I think he didn't, and then obviously he's had to make the goal line clearance. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think he's still raw, isn't he? I think he's still finding his way. Yeah. I think he's made some really good tackles, some really good challenges. He's, he's obviously wholehearted um, and he gives his all, but I still think there's. Um, I think when Pennington comes back, he's probably the man to miss out, won't he? Yeah, I think I think Pennington will come back. Pennington has been absolutely excellent this season. He's also one of our best attacking players in terms of yeah. um, um, XA, in, in terms of going forward. Yeah, I, I think Moore's a central defender. I expected him to back yes. up to that right back and that right central position. I think if Dunkley was injured, I think maybe Pennington or Flanagan would go into the middle and then he would take yeah. that right position. Um, he does a shift. He seems like a good, honest pro. Um, at times yeah. he's done some good play midfield, but for me, I, I see more of a central defender. I think that's fair. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah there was quite a few, lot of chances for, for Fleetwood, but they're all kind of half chances. You know, considering they had 22 shots in this game, their XG was only just over one, which tells me obviously tells you that their chances weren't great. Um, and then Shrewsbury, 
Shrewsbury, especially if you think if you ask Bristol Rovers fans and their manager, Shrewsbury Town are good at the dark arts. And we've had many a season where we've been awful at the dark arts, so I'm not going to moan too much. But I thought Shrewsbury Town just played this game out really well, Andy. A really good way of kind of seeing them off. Professional performance and a good away performance in the second half. We only had two shots, nearly scored though, um, but I thought it was a good professional away performance. Whatever you call them, I love the dark arts. I think it's great to see. <laughs> However, I don't want to see it from minute one. That's no. my issue with it. I think Do when you think we, we get did a goal it from ahead. Did one in this game? No, not no, at all. Didn't. No, no, I didn't. But there's been games this season where we have been yeah. sort of quite passive and we've used time wasting and various other things just to sort of try and break up play and whatever from from minute one. And I don't think we need to do it all the time. No. I think I think it's very effective when we get one one or two goals up, and I think we're fantastic at it. And it sort of shows the the manager's personality and his know how and his experience. And I think that just translated onto the pitch. And I'm all for that. I think yeah. that's a sign of us a successful team. However, yeah. I just don't think you need it from minute one. I think no. we could, we're good enough to compete with other teams um, and see where that takes us. Yeah, I'd hundred percent agree with that. I think when we did use the dark arts from minute one. I think it was from a tactical point of view to upset the opposition. So we did against Bristol Rovers. I think it really worked. It really wound them up. It really wound up the opposition fans. It really wound up Joey Barton um, in in the dugout. I think that was a one-off game in terms of using the dark arts. It worked really well. Agree with you. Um, We've got good enough players in this team. We don't need to do that all the time. But it it was really funny. Obviously, you know, we've obviously been doing this podcast for like seven years or so now. Uh, one of the things that you watch the Steve Cottrell teams, and even though we're only winning 1-0, Andy, didn't really, I don't know, I didn't worry too much. Obviously, you know, there's a chance the opposition could have score, but if that had been an ASCII team or a Ricketts team, you'd be really fearful you were going to concede, wouldn't you? Yeah, I just thought it was the only way they were going to score was a, by a sort of a ball bouncing around in the box and then getting a touch on it, to be honest. I never really felt they were going to carve us open creatively. I always thought it would be a sort of set piece goal or a, it was sort of a bouncing ball in the box. So that yeah, it's good. It's very organised, aren't we? We're very very organised, yeah. very structured. So yeah. I think um, it do, it will take a moment of brilliance or a, a sort of really well worked goal to break us down. Yeah, it will. Obviously, you need, yeah, you need to an, a counter attack, an overload. Um, we've conceded mostly from set pieces. I'd say in that kind of overload in one area where the opposition have managed to create an overload. Um, you can't you can't stop all attacks unless you, um, even if you play really defensive, obviously you're going to concede chances as well. But yeah, really good um, effort. I thought also Morosi made some good saves as well um, as the game game went on. Um, but yeah, a really really superb um, away win and yeah, it's our, our away form this season has been has been fantastic. And I'd say our, our probably our style of play um, does suit um, a counter attacking away performances, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah, and I think also Morosi is very confident, isn't he? And I think yeah. that breeds confidence throughout the back four or five, whoever, whichever way we're playing. So I think that's uh, it does start at the number one position. And I think he's a he's an experienced goalkeeper who's proved to be very good at this level. Yeah. And I think that just it just gives us a bit of confidence going forward. Yeah, you'd think you look at the kind of the central defence, Dunkley and uh, Morosi, um, really good players for this level, aren't they? Oh, superb! Yeah, I thought Dunkley was outstanding on Saturday in particular. I think he's gradually got better as the season's gone on, as he's yeah. found his feet and become become more comfortable in the lineup. Yeah, I think he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Talking of kind of away performances and away form, um, so we've played seven games away from home. We've won three, um, drawn two, um, and lost two. Same record as Barnsley. And if you're in looking at the away league table, we're fifth in the league. Um, only um, obviously you've got up ahead of us you've got Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, and Barnsley, which is pretty good. Um, you know, pretty good company to be with. Just for comparison, if you look at our, the home um, form, um, we have won the same um, number of games. Uh, we've won three at home. We've only played six, um, but we're 13th in the league table at home. Um, so, yeah, away performances are really great, and it's great to award those away fans. And I thought the away fans, Town fans, were, were fantastic on, on the weekend. Oh, they were excellent, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't hear any of the Fleetwood fans, weren't they? No. What was the uh, overall total, do we know? The overall total, um, yeah, is in the agenda. Is like was like just uh, three thousand and ninety-one, um, with with like three four hundred was it four hundred I think from Shrewsbury Town fans. Um, yeah, that's what I meant good. from Shrewsbury. Yeah, how many was there? Yeah, yeah. four hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah four hundred or so. Sure. Yeah, yeah, good numbers, and and I thought it was all interesting as well. Um, there's um, I follow a lot of other um, 
League One podcasts and um, kind of some fanzines and and, all, and bloggers and stuff. And there's a guy called Cod's Chat who said that Shrewsbury Town fans were the best away fans they'd seen this season, um, which is obviously a, yeah, a mark of um, you know if opposition fans says that that's normally obviously a, a good mark. So yeah, we talked a little bit about the dark arts. Um, we also I thought there was a few odd moments as the game went on. I thought the referee probably maybe lost control a little bit of the game. A lot of handbags, some fouls. Um, Street ain't afraid to um, pile in, is he? He got booked um, for, for, a, for a challenge. It was a great watch. I felt like it was handbags, but I felt like we were in control of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly the players, whilst they, were, um, they weren't going to back down, I think they handled it really well. Um, but it was good. It was entertaining stuff. I yeah. like it. I like the fact that there's a, a clear camaraderie there, isn't there? Yeah. A togetherness. Um, I think it's really evident in the play. And... Uh, yeah, it did get a bit feisty, but I think the lads enjoyed it. Yeah, they did. Um, and there was one moment where Street actually got fouled after he got the yellow card. Um, and then our physio came on and he got sent off. Um, <laughs> I can only assume he got sent off for um, for coming on the pitch without the referee's permission. Um, and his face was an absolute picture when he got sent off. Yeah, I think, well, I think, the, well, it, Wilbur Hing got a yellow card, didn't he, earlier? Yeah. Um, um, the gaffer was his usual quite gaffer on the touchdown, wasn't he? So we all, yeah. It was all getting rather feisty, wasn't it? I think Scott Brown's their manager, isn't he? He's not yeah, known yeah. for being a shrinking violet, is he? So yeah. it would have been uh, an interesting watch down on that sideline, I would imagine. Yeah, Scott Brown, who's um, absolutely... I love it, the fact that he's he's obviously a football manager now and he's got a full head of hair, which is obviously meant that when he was a player, <laughs> his shaved head was, um, was a style choice. Um, but yeah, it's always going to be um, feisty. I think when you have got Scott Brown on the side, I think he's had a, I think he's had a spell at a Turkish club. Eh? I think that's where he's been. You for think a you few think weeks. you think that's what it is? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. it's the old Turkish hair. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I thought it was also strange as well um, that obviously they had the wind, but then they went a bit long. And I thought actually the kind of I thought going long for them was actually the wrong thing to do. Choose time have three such defenders. Um, and Dunkley is obviously amazing in the air. I, I'm surprised they went a bit too long. Maybe it was maybe it was more of, I don't know. Players maybe don't always maybe follow instructions, and maybe they just kind of, I don't know, went for the wind. Well, I think they got the wrong way round. I think when you've got the wind behind you, the long balls are going to travel out of play and go straight yeah. down the centre half next, aren't they? I think when you've got the wind um, against you, when you play the long ball, it, it tends to sort of drop in behind the defence and cause more problems. Uh, so for me, I always enjoy playing against the wind. I don't understand that concept at all. I yeah. think you might be right. I think they completely ignored what the manager asked them to do, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I thought it was strange. And um, yeah, good, good performance um, from from Dunkley, as we said. In, in def- he made 11 clearances in this game. Um, and, 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 and Flanagan and Moore made um, six, um, six each. Um, just showed you how well um, yeah Dunkley is performing and 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 also um, you know when central def- I always have we've talked about block shots because Shrewsbury Town have had a history of lots of block shots our back three all defended six shots which suggests that maybe they're shooting not shooting necessarily from the right a- angles. I just thought the positional play was excellent. I thought yeah. the um, coordination between all three centre halves was very good, um, and the fact that he, they made it look so easy, Flanagan, Dunkley, and um, more. I think is a sign that we've got it right. Yeah, yeah, very comfortable. Yeah, no, no, it's a good, good, good away, good team performance. And you know, we, you know, uh, sometimes the curse of the uh, former player um, strikes us, but it didn't happen in this game. What was your view of Vela's performance in this game? I only noticed him when he got his yellow card. Uh, that tells you all you need to know, really, isn't yeah. it? That was the, jo- the Josh Vela that we remember. Yeah, he felt um, me. He didn't get booked. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of the situation into him leading the club and. From, from a position where he was staying, then he was going and all that. So I could understand why he got the uh, the boo birds were out. And that's just going to have to live with that, isn't he? Yeah. Because uh, of what happened. But um, no, I thought he was disappointed. Didn't really see him. Didn't do a lot. Um, no. I thought out of the two, obviously Bayliss was far superior on the day, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't. and it's interesting. Bayliss has got three goals already this season. Sometimes people see Bayliss and Vela as kind of light for light replacement. I wouldn't say it's necessarily quite fair, but um, let's go along with it anyway. Um, Bayless has scored three goals. No. Vela only got two this season. I'm not sure what they were doing with him, to be honest. I think Vela's better for me when he's in the forward areas. I yeah. think he's a much better player. If you think back to Fleetwood last year and the goal he scored up there, I thought he was excellent. He yeah. going back 12 months. Um, but he didn't really get himself in positions behind the lines to cause us any problems. I thought he was too deep. So. He was playing as the deep line playmaker or deep line defensive yes. midfielder, how you want to describe it. But um, yeah, for me, yeah. that's not his game. For me, he's either better no. as, a, as an eight. 
or as a you know box to box midfielder. I wouldn't call him a classic number ten. I don't think he scores enough no, goals for not. that. But um, yeah, no. he's he's more of a box to box. I'd say, and yeah. And was he skipper for the day as well? He was, was skipper, captain. Yeah, I don't know whether that was skipper just for the day, just as an honour of playing Shrewsbury Town. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't have a great game, but I'm sure I heard and I did hear and I saw quite a few comments online. It gave um, the Shrewsbury Town fans someone to kind of target a little bit, which oftentimes, especially when you win away from home, can make your day a little bit more enjoyable. It's a nice change, isn't it? I mean, normally our ex-players absolutely crucify us, don't they? Yeah. So it makes a nice change that we actually get one up for a change. Yeah, so yeah, all good there. So talking of players, um, who was your top three? Yeah, uh, Dunkley, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, really, really, really well. Um, I had Leahy, I thought it was the captain's performance. I thought he played really well. I thought he uh, held us together in the middle there. And I had Bayless as well for the goal. I thought he was excellent all-round play, but the, the finish was also superb. Yeah. Perfect. I knew you were going to go for Dunkley um, as a yeah, almost a centre half. Um, yeah, as a fellow centre half. Um, so <laughs> centre I went half club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can get my words out. Um, so yeah, Mar- I went for Morosi. Um, he didn't. He didn't like make any worldy saves, but he was really calm. I thought he was really made lots of saves. So I thought I thought it was Morosi deserves um, that that pl- the plaudits of, of first. Then I went for Dunkley second, as you said, he had a superb um, game. And I went for Leahy as well. Leahy, I thought, had a really, really good game. Um, a really, really good game in midfield, um, I thought. And also, interesting, his intensity was pressing so high as well. Um, there's a lot of a lot of work goes into our game prep, um, a lot of work and preparation. Um, and you can see that um, in terms of how we, how we set up. Um, and I thought, yeah, Leahy did well. And he leads that, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he takes on board what the manager's asking the team to do yeah. and he leads that. You can clearly see both vocally but also physically in terms of the press. He gets through an awful lot of work. Yeah. I'd love to see his running stats. I'd yeah. love to see those. Yeah, you know, make he, interesting reading. He does, he's a good athlete. And all the players, That's a, there's a definitely a Steve Cottrell um, player and uh, you have to give the manager, you know, we'll, 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 be, we'll criticise the manager when I think he deserves the criticism but, you know, winning away against Fleetwood is, is a good, is good result. Um, and also, you know, all this comes down to squad building, doesn't it? We've got a really, really good, solid bunch of players. We're now going into the winter months, when it's the pitch starts getting heavier and the games get tough. It's going to get cold. It's going to get wet. Um, but we've got a bunch, a bunch of players that really kind of, I'd say, embody what we want to see from a Shrewsbury Town team. You know, Shrewsbury Town fans don't expect to see world-class players. We just like to, spit, like to see a bit of hard work and a bit of grit. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Particularly when the you know we understand the financial parameters on which we're operating within. Yeah. You know, you've got to have a certain type of squad player to fit into that sort of ethos, haven't you? And we've definitely nailed that with the recruitment this year and the players that we've brought in. I think all fit the mould, don't they? Yeah, most definitely. Um, what's the manager have to say? He's obviously really pleased. Um, yeah, it's it interesting actually listen to the radio and stuff. And, and if you listen to the post-match, you can hear about the wind is because you can hear it on the mic. Um, so yeah, he said it was a, a really hard fought um, away win in terrible conditions with the wind. Um, the only disappointed was that you, we should have put the game to bed at half time. He said we had some great chances and it's because this is what happened last year. We were kicking downhill with the wind um, and it could have been two, three or four. Um, and you said that as well, Andy. You said you think you thought we could have scored four goals in that first half. He said they went more direct second half and we played a bit of bit more football in the first. You've got to be careful when there's a second ball drops. Um, as you were talking about, as obviously that's probably the best chance they're going to get to, to win the game. Um, but yeah, he thought that everyone was fantastic and he also thought that the subs did well. We didn't mention the Sadie went off in the half time with a, a, after being stamped on on the foot. Um, and I thought the subs did well. Um, I thought Bowman did all right as well when he came on as well. Uh, a good a good um, squad performance all around. Yeah, totally 100% agree. Yeah, they're, they're, they're painful, them ones, aren't they? The stamps on the yeah. top of the foot. You, you know, my foot almost goes to sleep for a point, isn't it? And you become it becomes difficult to sort of push off yeah. and sprint for a while. But I think it'll be okay for the uh, for next week, I would imagine. Yeah, and we obviously we had like five strikers on the bench. So there's no point taking <laughs> a risk as there when you've got um, Street and um, Bowman on the bench. Yeah, it does make me chuckle when I look at our bench these yeah. days, isn't it? It's very yeah. att- attack-minded. <laughs> it's very, very attack-minded. Um, yeah, we could literally bring on um, five strikers um, to try and change the game. Obviously, we've got obviously DeCosta. We didn't mention he'd come back from injury, but he was injured again. Um, so he he didn't he didn't um, get any minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can get a few players back. O'Brien's coming back as well, isn't he, Andy? So hopefully we can get a, a few players um, back on the bench. Yeah, I think O'Brien will be key, one. If we can get yeah. him up and running up to speed, I think he'll be a valuable asset to us. Yeah. And I also think DeCosta, if we can get him back, I think he'll be useful yeah. to work in tandem with Bennett. You know, yeah. if Bennett plays 70 minutes and we can get DeCosta on and yeah. 
get bumming down the wing for the last 20 minutes, I think he could be a real asset. Yeah, I think so. I totally agree. And yeah, you add into the mix. Obviously, then Bennett can play in central midfield. And I think Winchester is yeah. a great addition as well. I want to see a bit more from Winchester. Not that I don't think he's done anything wrong, um, but hopefully we'll get to see a bit more from him as well. Um, obviously, it takes time to settle, doesn't it? But hopefully we'll see a bit more from Winchester over the next few weeks as well. Yeah, I've talked to some Sunderland fans about him and they were saying this sort of same thing. You'll get 100% every week from him. It'll be nothing flash. It'll be workmanlike. It'll be steady Eddie. Um and that that's it really. Um, and I think that's what we've seen. I think yeah. as he gets more comfortable, you might see a little bit more. Yeah. But certainly, he's been a good addition. Yeah. No, he really has been a great, great addition. Um, it's always nice when you sign a player and all you hear is positive words from um, opposition fans. So um, Sunderland fans were, were, were lamenting how, how good he is, and yeah, it's a, just got, a good individual as well. Yeah. Isn't it? I think that's the main thing. Good character. Good to have around the dressing room. Good to have around the club. Um, and and he could it, have you know. st- he could have stayed at Sunderland. They didn't really want him to go. Um, that wanted him to stay, but he wanted to play first team football. Um, and yeah, kudos to him. I mean, and he just he just seems to fit into the the, the rest of the, the bunch, doesn't he? He seems to fit in well, and he's the kind of yeah. player that um, was gonna is gonna do well under in Steve Cottrell's team. Yeah, absolutely, great addition. Yeah, very much so. Cool. So yeah, that was kind of the the Fleetwood game. Any comments or any uh, kind of um, any kind of last minute comments on that game for you, Andy? No, just other than they, you know, it puts us into a lofty league position. Yeah, it I does. Think it's, I think I think it's worth noting, isn't it? It's quite an achievement. I know we're only, um, you know, in the early thirteen games in, though, yeah. thirteen games in, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, worth a note, isn't it? Very yeah. good. You know, particularly when you look down the league and see some of the budget, bigger budgeted clubs not doing so well. Yeah, a really good start. Yeah. Yeah. If you did, um, if you did a um, a pound per point kind of league table. Um, Shrewsbury Town are right up there with Exeter. Exeter have got 18 points. We've got three more than them, the 21. We're currently sitting eighth in the league table. And above us, uh, Plymouth, who are fantastically well run, but they do have a bit of a bigger budget than us. They've won six six of the last six games. Um, then you've got the new Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Portsmouth, Peterborough, Barnsley and Bolton Wanderers. So every team above us has certainly got a bigger, bigger wage budget. And then teams below us, Derby County have got a bigger wage budget than us. Wickham have as well because of their championship money. Charlton as well. Um, and then uh, maybe even Port Vale do as well because they've got a lot of season ticket holders and Oxford and MK Dons. So there's a lot of teams below us there, Andy, with bigger budgets. Yeah, it's, it's a really good achievement, yeah. And it, it makes for a more comfortable season, doesn't it? I think yeah. last year, well, the last two years we've been looking over our shoulders from there very early on in the season, haven't we? And yeah. I think it, uh, it may allow us to play a bit more of a relaxed brand of football if we can get into a comfortable position. And yeah, and it just confidence being, you know, we go into games and even if we concede, we, we're confident we're going to score a goal, um, which obviously makes it a lot more enjoyable going to a game, thinking that you you got you might get something from a match. Um, but yeah, um, you can always tell how happy Shrewsbury Town fans are, literally just from how many notifications I get after a game. Um, and um, yeah when you win away from home uh, and get a good result um, yeah lots of notifications and lots of happy town fans which is absolutely fantastic Um, which brings us kind of to the close of the podcast Um, so on Tuesday night Shrewsbury Town are playing in the Pizza Cup against Stockport County who are only 16th in League 2 did you expect them to do a bit better? I thought they would walk the league yeah. um, with the investment that they've got and Challoner, who's obviously familiar with the league and familiar with the club. I thought that was an Irish made in heaven. Um, I'm really surprised that they're struggling. Um, and he's another one that's on the hot seat. Whether he'll still be there next week, who yeah. knows? No, it's funny, isn't it? You look at Stephen at your top of League Two, going off a bit of a League Two tangent. Northampton, a third, a team obviously might bounce back up again. Mansfield, a fourth. Um, and then yeah, Bradford City. Um, how's Chapman getting on? Have you heard much about Chapman at Bradford City? How's he getting on there? Yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's playing sort of. He starts every week. He's getting yeah. his seventy minutes in. I still think that fitness is his um, Achilles' heel. I yeah. think he needs to be fitter if he wants to sort of come back through the leagues. But um, he he stands out in League Two, doesn't he? Yeah, for he all does. that he's not got probably the end product that he'd want right now. But he's a he's such a good player. I just think it's his fitness that yeah. he needs to work on. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough. You look at and you look at this. You've got Stockport County sixteenth, Wimbledon seventeenth, Gillingham eighteenth, Newport County nineteenth. You'd expect those teams to be doing a bit better. And then a team close to your heart, Hartlepool, the bottom of the league table. Um, Awful. Crawley. Um, Awful. Awful. I can't say enough bad things about the recruitment, the players he's brought in, the fitness levels. Obviously, Hartley's now gone, and they've brought in Keith Curl, but I'm not sure he can even magic a, a win or two out of this lot. Awful. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, such a shame. The club had such momentum going into the season and it's it, um, it's just fell how not to run up in three easy steps, unfortunately. Which is a, a, a nice link back to Shrewsbury and just shows you how important that recruitment is. Oh, unbelievably, yeah. I mean, the chairman's came out and said he didn't even know who the manager was. Can you believe that? You're going to hire this guy to, to run your professional football club and you don't know who he is. In terms of diligence for the players, everything about it, they don't have enough fitness. It's just awful. It's just yeah. awful. And even yeah. Crawley are doing a, got um, ahead of them on goal difference, and obviously Crawley have been run awfully badly. Um, so yeah. it's the only cheek of light, really. I think the bottom of League Two is rather condensed, doesn't it? Yeah. So a win or two does take you sort of halfway up the table. But I would, um, I, you know, I just signed Theo Robinson last week, a guy who will be familiar with Shrewsbury yeah. fans, you know, from his time in League One, but. Um, I'm not even sure that's going to be enough. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, we're playing Stockport County on Tuesday night in the Pizza Cup, and then we're playing at home to Charlton, which is always an entertaining game. Um, Charlton are below us, as I mentioned already in the league table. They're not having a, a great season. Um, obviously, they're yeah another team with a lot of money. Um, but obviously, as we see, MK Dons down there, Oxford down there. Money doesn't necessarily equate to equate to results um, in terms of their last results. They beat Exeter 4-2 and drew with Lincoln 0-0, um, lost to Colchester in the pizza truck and drew one all with Charlton. So they're not on a, sorry, drew one all with Oxford United. So they're not exactly on a great run. So another winnable game on Saturday. Yeah, there's no easy games in League One, is there? No. All winnable. I think there's very I think I think the top two teams will eventually pull away. I do think Ipswich are the well, I know they got beat on Saturday, but I do think they'll be the the teams that stands at the top at the end of it. Um, I think Plymouth have got an excellent setup. They've yeah. got a great fan base, and I, I really like the manager. Yeah. I think he's a, an exciting, forward-thinking guy, and I think they'll do well this year. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how they get on. Plymouth will play on Tuesday, the twenty-fifth. That's just a nice one, isn't it? I guess someone's got to play Plymouth on a Tuesday night, um, but we're playing <laughs> Plymouth away, and then we're oh. playing Portsmouth away. It costs probably like four or five grand a night to keep a team in a hotel. So I don't think we'll be able to afford to keep the team down there for a whole week. But it's pretty um, mean to have us playing Plymouth and Portsmouth uh, on, on in the same week. No, it's brutal, that isn't it? Yeah. Really, really long journeys, and that's not ideal by far. So yeah, so that that's in a couple of weeks' time. So um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, um, yeah, um, best wishes goes to Glyn. Um, hope um, he's he's feeling okay. Um, lots of love to him and his family. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully Glenn will be on the podcast soon. Yeah, look forward to getting him back. Really, really miss him. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, definitely miss Glenn. Um, look forward to hearing his voice soon. And um, yeah, miss you, Glenn. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, mate. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, and yeah, um, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll we'll definitely be back next week. Um, get some guests on. Thanks for listening, Andy. Thanks for coming on the podcast again. Really appreciate your input. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. And um, yeah, have a great week, everyone. And we'll be back again next week. Thank <laughs> you.